Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's anyway. all about making baskets. You don't say. What, yeah. do, what do they call this game anyway? Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. That was rhetorical. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well. My wife and I each do our own laundry. Uh, message to Allison. Wes messed up those clothes on purpose so he wouldn't have to do laundry. end. I was accused of that, by the way. <laughs> I adore laundry because it's an easy thing to feel accomplished. Like, you get it done. It's not like the old days where you got a washboard and a bucket. I mean, you just throw it in the thing. You put in the you know the stuff. You, I'm a separator. I've gotten into debates with people who don't separate. They just pile it on together. I'm like, how do you do that? It's crazy to me. So, Tom, we've talked enough about laundry probably today. I apologize. Uh, big weekend at Fayetteville. Baseball starts. You got men's basketball tomorrow in a huge game. Our zone question of the day yesterday, uh, Christian, will you pull the results? Uh, would you prefer a red out, a white out, a black out, or the alternating color sections at a game? What do you think is the best look, Tom? Uh, probably alternating color. You know, I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about this, honestly, but uh, probably alternating well, colors. Huh? I think a blackout would be cool. Blackout would be really I think a blackout would be cool, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Arkansas, if they go back to anthracite uniforms, people may revolt. But, Christian, what do you got? Yeah, the results were 55% said white out, 23% said alternating colors, 19% red out, and 3% blackout. I don't know why. Okay. So well, I'm with Tom. I think it would look cool. But, you know, I it's not a school color, so I understand why people are not interested in that per se. But I am a little uh, – I'm curious to see how closely the reds match tomorrow, Tom. There's a lot of variances, I think, in the red – I'm curious to see how closely they match in the red. I don't think it'll matter that much. The look will still be good. Um, what do you expect from the crowd standpoint? Eric Musselman said this week, maybe tongue-in-cheek, that he thought it might be even better than the Auburn game. Oh, he went tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it's, it, it's hard to get more than 20,000. Uh, again, I, I just think it's it'll be ever. a nice capacity crowd. Very, very close to full, if not you know, at, at the maximum capacity. Hey, you know, the sun is out today. It's cold, but the sun is out, and the baseball series should be well attended against a good opponent. Um, but this basketball team is coming down the stretch. It's getting real, and I expect there to be a raucous crowd tomorrow. You know, if you uh, wash red in hot water, that red kind of fades a little bit, and it's not going to look the same as that other Razorback red in the crowd tomorrow. Says, says the man who, yeah, we, we, we'll be able to see which husbands have been doing the laundry or the people who know how to do laundry versus the people who don't know how to do laundry in the you crowd remember, tomorrow for sure. You, you, you remember the time the Razorback baseball team went to Georgia for the last game of the last series of the season, Yeah, and the Georgia folks washed their laundry, their white, and they turned them into pink. So you got to yes. be real careful with the, the, the red dye, man. There's no doubt. Tom, we're asking today uh, also for our zone question of the day, how many points is Bud Walton Arena worth when you get a crowd like the uh, Auburn game or tomorrow against Tennessee? What do you think? How many points is it worth? Oh, that's probably a good four or five. And, you know, something that's always intrigued me about super loud crowds is how much does it influence officiating calls late in the game, mm. Um, block charge calls, just, you know, tie ball type calls, 50-50 calls. Um, how much does that influence officials? Because when I was a kid growing up and, you know, you watch the North Carolina, you know, the so-called blue blood teams, I always felt like they got real generous home court calls late in game. And maybe not so much anymore, but, you know, the Kentuckys, UCLA's, 
North Carolina, it seemed to me like they all in the Kansas, they always seem to get a call or two down the stretch that sometimes turn games around. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, and I've never thought about this before, but there, I would like to see a psychological experiment. There has to be something to that because, look, if you're in front of a raucous home crowd and you're an official and the home team draws a charge, okay, and you're in that tough position, block charge, you're going to get an electrifying response in a positive way. I mean, where's Pavlov when I need him if you call a charge? If you do something, whatever motion you make right there, if it's the one that the crowd likes, in a way it feels like they're cheering you. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like, you got it right. You did good. Good job, Tommy. Or you want to be that jerk that calls the block and everybody's booing you. Oh, man, the whole world Some guys thrive on that, though, and like to be that villain. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an absolute psychology thing. They probably, in their minds, feel like I'm making the right call. But, man, sometimes if you've had a couple, you know, that, you, that the home crowd didn't like, and then right at, at that key moment you do the, the oh, that's a, that's a blocking foul, and the crowd's going to erupt, um, there's something to that. And, and, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm a fan of Teddy Valentine. I know there's a lot of folks out there who, who aren't big Teddy Valentine, but I thought he's done a good job over the years. The time he stood up to Bobby Knight uh, years and years ago, I, I really admired that. I don't know about that. Kind of lost <laughs> me there, Tom. Wow. Tom. Yo. I, trying, trying to decide which player I want to focus on here. Obviously, Tony has had a rough run here the last couple of games, and we talked about that a minute ago. Um, but, again, we've seen him have some awfully good moments. He's averaging over 10 a game, and then – you know, Muda has really come to life. And uh, a coach talked about his performance this week as well. He is – when I went back and looked at it, I mean, his his numbers over the last seven, eight games have been remarkable. He had one – maybe he just scored five in that one. But, uh, you know, Moody's really coming on. It really adds an additional dynamic, especially with his perimeter shooting, if he can keep that up. Um, you know, how critical do you think or what do you expect from him? I mean, is this something he can do you think consistently the rest of the season? Um, his numbers, and Bob Holt wrote about this this week, his numbers since the start of SEC play, I, I think he had a scoreless game at Ole Miss, but since that mm-hmm. game, he's lighting it up. I think he's shooting close to 50% in the mid-40s on his three-point shot. He, the, his wing threes are a, a, a big weapon right now, as you saw in both uh, the Georgia game and, and then in the Missouri game. So, yes, a complimentary score to take a little something off Note. So if Note gets some penetration, draws some help, uh, quite often a Mude can be open on a wing. That's a big deal, you, especially when you have guys like Jalen Williams and you know who do other things. So I think it's huge. And, and I'm for you. I, I'm like you in that Tony. I felt so bad for him. He was frustrated in, in the Alabama game. He went in for dunks like three or four different times, and he he'd either get fouled or like he missed a dunk, and that had to be so frustrating. And then he followed that up with the four fouls and I don't know how many game minutes. It's probably six or seven game minutes. It just didn't hardly play at all against Missouri. So you know uh, he'll be trying to, you know, kind of make amends for that. So I look I look for Tony to have a rebound game, and I am definitely on board with the Stanley Amude as an alternative scorer. Um, just uplifts this team. He's shooting like making 44% of his threes in SEC play. 
I, I had no idea. Yeah. I looked it up yesterday. It's over 40%, 40-something 40 in SEC play yeah, only. He's at 38% for the year. I mean, he's really jacked it up for sure. Yeah. I'd like to see him shoot more, although he's starting to now, obviously. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, to, when they were 0-3 in conference, I, I said on your show, I, I'm not sure if they could turn this around. Um mm-hmm. And it was when they were playing eight, nine, when they were playing nine, ten guys. The rotations weren't down. Now they're down, and now Lamude is doing what he does. They've shortened the bench. Um, they get cold and hot play from Chris Likes and, and Kamani Johnson, but it doesn't go a whole lot deeper than that. Um, I mean, unfortunately for guys like Vanover and Jackson Robinson and KK Robinson, they're not playing. But this is this is the Arkansas team that you know, that they've molded themselves into, and they're a better team for it. Remember when Jackson Robinson was starting? Gosh. Doesn't that sound crazy knew, to yeah. think? Well, and he, he's a three-point weapon. And you think about mm. games in the NCAA tournament where you might need a three-point guy on the floor, uh, I wouldn't discount the fact he could get minutes later on. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's just a weird deal now that they've shortened that bench so tight. Well, Devo told us early in the year that he was the best shooter on the team. We did not see that translate. And if you're a guy that uh, your primary role is shooting and you don't make shots, well, you know, you get get what you get. Well, that's what he changed. He's he's defense now. I mean, that's what matters with this team. It's playing defense, shutting down the other team, and he's going to take whatever offense he gets. And that's why if if, uh, Wade gives him 10 points or if uh, Audis Tony gives him 8, 9, 10, that's bonus. You know, that's just – that's icing on the cake because they're in there to play defense and shut down the other team. Oh, absolutely. They've gone with their best defensive lineup, their best rebounding lineup. Their rebound stats have climbed. Um, their defensive field goal percentage has improved drastically since, you know, that, that the 0-3 start in league play. Well, fun weekend up there, Tom, for sure. Appreciate the time. We'll catch you next Friday, and uh, we'll see where we are at that point. We have – had Connor Nolan on yesterday. He was great, and I'm looking forward to seeing him as the Friday starter today. And uh, we'll have some baseball and basketball to talk about next week. Man, that sounds good. I am so looking forward to being in a baseball setting. It, it, it makes me happy. So, everyone, Same. enjoy the weekend. See you. All right. See you, Tom. See you, Tom.